I'd like to pop your corn. <laughs> edition of films on trial this week hubie halloween i'm gav i'm alex i'm joel i'm dave and i'm austin and just like hubie halloween we're fearless and that's probably why we're gonna eventually get cancelled and or killed one of these days <laughs> it will be if you stop keep sending up unedited programs <laughs> yeah, yeah we're all gonna get cancelled out of our jobs yes yes <laughs> apologies for anybody who listened to any previous episodes that i might have forgotten to edit and there was some uh, let's just say blue language in there mainly probably coming from joel um, but hopefully i will have edited it all out was it? Last week is the first time I've really got on board <laughs> yeah. with it, and the one that you didn't edit anything out. <laughs> yeah. But ap- apologies, Austin. I will help you look for a new job next week. Um, <laughs> now, this week's film on trial is the 2020 comedy horror Hubie Halloween. Is it Happy Gilmore or a happy ending? I just realised I hadn't written anything that was just me coming Happy up with Gilmore the bad one? Yes <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, essentially we're going to try and find out if this film will be placed on our esteemed hit list or our steaming shit list <laughs> Now, just to say this will be a very spoilerific episode so if you haven't seen hubie halloween yet check it out it's free if you've got a netflix account uh if you don't then uh, you're probably one of the only people who doesn't have access to a netflix account but you can listen to this episode after you've watched the film or you could just trust our judgments alternatively you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to you by me uh i think uh, i haven't finished it yet but i will and that'll start around the 45 minute mark i reckon now, before we go on, uh, our last film on trial was Crimson Peak. Now, I judged that film and deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. I've since gone away and watched the film, so did I make the right call? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think it did. I think you were, uh, you know, kind of being a bit harsh on it, Alex. Uh, um, <laughs> Hang but, on, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. You did go over the top. Almost straight away, you went over the top. Yeah, right away you went on the kickoff. I just remember that. That's the only thing I remember from last week, just how aggressive you were. Um, no, I, I can definitely see what you were, what you were both saying. Uh, but I... You and, I, you and her. Um, who? You, you don't even remember who put up the argument with him, do you? Yeah. Do you? I, very, very unmemorable. It? I think it was Ozzy. <laughs> so was rude. it Ozzy? So rude. Yeah. I thought, I thought so, but you know, Ozzy, I, I'm sorry, man, you're just so forgettable. That's why you have to wear <laughs> these really bright, exuberant outfits because people just forget you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's harsh reality, mate, but and it's something that you need to realise. Um, yeah, I, I do good think... Good job we do this by Zoom, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. We're not in the same room anymore. <laughs> I am... Um, I, I, I liked it, to be honest. I thought it was very slow-paced, uh, slow builds, but I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I really liked the costumes, the um, visuals. I really liked the special effects, the, the music. I thought there was, there was more good elements to this than there were bad elements. And even though you knew that um, Tom Hiddleston and Jessica Chastain were bad guys from, like, I don't know, the 20th minute, I don't think that Come detracted. Come on, the second 
Well, okay, okay the twenty seconds. <laughs> I don't think that's attracted from my viewing experience at all because the the whole thing then is like you're tra- you're behind the main character and you're like, how is she going to get out of this? When is she going to realize? Um, I will agree that uh, what's his name, Charlie Hunnam. I don't think he was very good in it. I, I don't know what accent he was trying to do. And then, like, his sort of Scatman Crothers impression from The Shining, of, <laughs> like, <laughs> traveling all across the world to get there only to be stabbed. <laughs> it was like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that good. But um, no, overall, I'd say it was, I'd, I'd say it was probably on the right list. I'd, I'd say it wasn't his best one, um, but I don't think it should be on the shit list. Anyway, right, I've been talking too much. Now, on to the bulk of the show. Now, this week is, of course, a continuation of our Halloween Horror Month. Swipe up now to install. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the production values are through the roof. <laughs> yeah, you can, only, you can only play three sound effects before you get an advert. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> um, yeah, as Ozzy, um, oh yeah, so yeah, sorry, it's the continuation of Halloween Horror Month, and this week is the turn of Austin. Now, as Austin has picked the film, he will be acting as the defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list. Now, I have um, used Adam Sandler films as uh, insults this week, um, so Austin is a little bit like the Zohan from You Don't Mess with the Zohan. A very exuberant and eccentric, exotically dressed, hummus-eating oddball. Mm-hmm. All of the other roles have been picked at random, so joining Austin in defense will be me. I'm just like Sonny Koufax from Big Daddy, a lazy, immature 30-something who is still mentally an infant and probably the worst person you could ask to babysit your child. <laughs> so take note, Joel. And- you're more like Bobby Boucher Jr., mate. Uh, Bob, which one's oh uh, the water boy the water boy yeah <laughs> what's wrong with him uh, pretty much the same character as the last one the who you describe yourself as but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter <laughs> uh, now uh, actor as prosecution trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Dave and Alex now Dave is a bit like Dave Busnick from Anger Management a really calm kind and likable guy who is so opposed to losing his shit that one day it'll erupt in an uncontrollable violent outburst. <laughs> I, for one, just hope that it's not directed to Jack Nicholson. Actually, and, maybe that's why you like Bobby Boucher, because he's got an anger problem, hasn't he? So yeah. he's always fighting people for no reason. Just yeah, like, Bobby Boucher is like the... It's it's like both Adam Sandler characters. The really sort of stupid one, <laughs> and then the really angry Adam Sandler character. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, so we're getting off, tra- off track here <laughs> Alex is a little bit like Billy Madison a man who wants to spend all of his time drinking in a pool but instead has to spend most of it in a primary school uh, oh Cal- come on <laughs> <laughs> to be clear I am employed by a primary school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think everybody knows that. Uh, now, just like real court, I, I didn't mention anything about you pissing yourself as well, so let's just be thankful. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, <laughs> Mr. Dizzy Girls. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, the defense and prosecution will be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their genuine opinions, though, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear their real thoughts, which means this week, Joel will be playing the most important role as he'll be playing the judge. And Joel is just like Sam Brenner from Pixels, a guy who has pissed away a lot of his years just playing video games. 
now. It's almost decide which list this film should be well. placed on. I know, yeah. I'm saying that. I mean, you did just make a hell of a lot of money from selling Pokemon memorabilia. What, <laughs> what the hell have I done recently? You know? <laughs> uh, now, now, Joel will decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or ship, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. Now, before we get started, I think we should probably give Joel a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So let us spin the wheel of impressions. I guess it's going to land on. Who's it going to land on? Ozzy. It has landed on Ozzy. Well done. <laughs> uh, Ozzy, uh, because it's your film, it's your impression, you've got to read out the synopsis. How would we like him to do so? Got got to be Hubie, right? Yeah, I really should have, practiced, I should have practiced it, to be fair. Yeah. Despite his devotion to hometown of Salem and its Halloween celebration... Poopy Dubois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going bump in the night, and it's up to Hoobie to save Halloween. You sound like uh, no, the frog. No, Joel, Joel, that is a scary impression. Pretty much spot on how Adam Sandler speaks. Try and get the lips in the right place to make it on. <laughs> yeah, without further hesitation, Joel, would you like to kick off the seedings, please? Uh, I think like's a strong word, but I will kick them off anyway. Um, so, Ozzy, since it's your film, um, why don't you start off just kind of saying, to begin with, why you chose it, and then just a brief plot synopsis. Okay, so, first off, I chose it because I was a little bit, uh, you know, horrified at just how scary some of the films we've picked over the years have been that I've had to sit through. So I thought I'd pick this one as a little bit of, you know, light-hearted antics, and also because I saw the trailer and thought it looked absolute dog shit and really <laughs> fed up of wanting uh, of you guys that just, just, I thought I'd just really make you suffer through it. And um, you know what? I've been pleasantly surprised. This film is like the absolute antidote to 2020 so far. It's, uh, it's lighthearted. <laughs> it's funny. It's like... I mean, you've sold me already, to be honest. <laughs> It just helps you. Uh, I really found it is a great way to to relax, unwind, and forget about all of the troubles going on outside of the uh, outside of that little screen on the ball. So um, I, I genuinely, I, I think you you'd be hard pressed to find a funnier film this October, mate, by far. <laughs> okay, so uh, that, that that was quite well put. To be honest, Ozzy, I was expecting a shit show from you. Uh, <laughs> but, but you've done quite well. So do you want to follow that? Just with a brief plot synopsis as well. Don't need to go yeah. into too much detail. Yeah. So basically, it's a um, you, you you open it. It's um, Adam Sandler. He plays this guy Hubie Dubois. He's um, you you very quickly find out that he's a, he's been a loser. He's always been a loser since high school. You know, kind of like a classic Adam Sandler character, really. Um, so it's easy to get on board with. You know who he is. Um, he's living with his mom, um, and he sees it as his. Uh, goal to make sure that people sort of stay safe stay within the law and in particular he sees it as his goal at halloween that is uh his task he's on like the volunteer halloween monitor to keep people safe um he's not entirely sure why that's his role but he's um he's always felt that he has to keep people safe ever since his um his great 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 grandmother was uh was killed for being a witch they live in salem by the way so that's kind of why it's uh that's why the witch is uh is relevant um, so yeah, so so they're in Salem. Obviously, Halloween's a huge, huge factor over there. And while you one of the first scenes is uh, somebody escaping. In fact, the, the very first scene is um, somebody escaping from what looks to be a mental asylum. Um, 
So you're not really sure what's going on. So that sort of builds up a little bit of tension. You know, it's like oh, the, the escape is um, is basically uh, Ben Stiller rocking up in his good, you know, handlebar mustache, being classic Ben Stiller badass. And then when um, he flicks up the, he gets to the first gag, and it automatically sets up the the, the film for what you're ready to see. And it's just like lowbrow slapstick type humour. Um, the first gag is literally lifts the covers up where there should be a prisoner, and there's all of the sweets and food and everything laid out as a as a human with a hot dog like upright, so it looks like he's uh, he's got a raging boner, which is another joke which gets uh, ramped up throughout the rest of the uh, the rest of the film. And and you know what? And, it, and it, it, I think there's quite a lot of detail to this in sort of a um, Saturday Night Live type of way and that there's loads of small jokes going on all around uh, all around the place um, so so yeah so then this guy gets out of the uh, sorry for jumping in on there so he gets out of the prison he heads back down to Salem to this little town in Salem and um, and everyone you know panic sets loose this guy's a notorious uh, baddie who's been locked up for like 30 odd years and um the person who put him in there is is the sheriff and he starts worrying about what's going on and all sorts of weird stuff starts happening. Kids get uh, abducted and, um, and yeah, and it just leads on from there. You know, Hubie's, Hubie's bullied throughout and you, you kind of feel a bit sorry for him. Sometimes you feel a bit like, oh yeah, you do always step your way, but all the time you kind of feel a little bit of, uh, um, I'm trying to think what the word is, but you know, a little bit of empathy for him in, in as much as you can do in, in a very light, you know, lighthearted, comedy comedy scene and um so yeah these kids go missing all set in halloween there's a nice few funny and scary set pieces in like a ghost uh haunted house um and and yeah essentially i mean i don't want to spoil it too much for you because actually i think you would enjoy it without knowing all of the the twists and turns and there's quite a lot of them some of them you see from a mile away so we probably wouldn't spoil it, but there, you know there are a few bits. It's kind of nice to to guess and see what's going on, knowing that there's not a lot of jeopardy because it's a comedy. Sometimes it's you know sometimes it's nice to fear, to understand what's about to come up, and uh, and then still still have the surprise of when it you know when things happen. I'll, uh, I mean, I'll show up a little bit. I think um, let, I'm going to let the prosecution go because I can see the the smirks uh, coming. <laughs> I, will, and, I will say uh, there was the. It's frightening that you couldn't think of what empathy was. <laughs> <laughs> that word when you care what people feel. It's not one I feel too often. Uh, okay, so, you know, Ozzy's The judge is that... playing with his dog. <laughs> it's really sweet. The judge is trying to play with my hands. Um, so Ozzy's put that quite nicely, to be honest, and... I'm vaguely interested already. So, uh, you know, Alex or Dave, what do you think of the plot? Do you think it's kind of, uh, you know, typical Halloweeny stuff or is it or is it a bit different? And, um, you know, to horror comedy. So what do you think of the of the comedy? Is is it funny, essentially? Um. Like I think Ozzy, it was quite it was quite a nice description of Hubie Halloween, and it's the film that I wish it. I feel, I feel like that that film's hidden in there somewhere, but it's just hidden below too many layers of just it's just shit. Really, is the only way to really is the only way to call this one. So it's like it's, a lasagna. It's like a lasagna, but every <laughs> every layer, including the pasta, is a different form of shit. Basically, 
the, 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 um, you know, Ozzy's saying that the story is about, you know, a man who's been released. That that's it's a, it's it's an oddly kind of complicated story because you've got these three different things going on where he's been released into the, ta- into the town, but no one really. That's not a jeopardy that anyone's really worried about. And then there's another person who's going after people, and and so there's all these plot points that you're not really sure what's going on. So it's 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 an oddly kind of confused, confusing plot. Um, and just from a comedy point of view, this just isn't funny. It's just it's just really bad, even for an Adam Sandler film, which are a byword these days for being really bad. I mean, it's been a long time since the 90s, do you know what I mean? Since like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and all those films. And even when you look at them now, they're quite dated. I mean, they were funny at the time and fair enough, I'm not saying they weren't. I'm just saying that when you look at them now, they're not as funny as you remember them. And Adam Sandler's humour just, it, it just, it doesn't quite translate, I don't think, into the 21st century at all. Like, Ozzy did that accent of Adam Sandler, and this has got to be my biggest thing against it, is Adam Sandler's voice in it is film-breakingly annoying. Like, and that took, he talks totally talks like this all the way through the film, like with his mouth up. Like, all of the way through the film, and he's in at least three quarters of the scenes, and it's just so annoying. And and his character, you know, he's a loser, but it doesn't even bother to go into his backstory. So he keeps getting frightened by Halloween, and he feels like he's got to be the monitor for Halloween, and he keeps telling people, it's my it's my job to be, honestly, I've got to do it, Joel, because it's this annoying. It's my job to look after people on Halloween, and I've got to look. And you're just like, why? Why? You know, you're waiting for this flashback to come that never comes throughout the film to figure out just a little bit of backstory about, about he's just a loser in the, the most shallowest one dimensional terms. And I've not, you know, I know it's an Adam Sandler film. I'm not quite a deep character study of a loser. Do you know what I mean? But just the basic understanding of, of why he is who he is. The bad characters who make fun of him are quite simple and quite forgettable. And again, it doesn't really make sense why, you know, w- why they're being so mean to him. So, I'd say, I, I don't, to be fair to the film, and I'm being really honest now, there was a few bits in the second half, a couple of moments where you kind of like, where my, my, mouth, my mouth turned up and I was like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that was a good line that Kevin James delivered. Or that was a good line that Adam, Sand- no, not Adam Sandler, not really, his accent breaks it. But right, um, is it Maya Rudolph? Uh, she has yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. she has a bit that's quite funny. So there's, there's a couple of moments, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. But for the majority of this film, your face is going to be completely like, you know, you're not going to be smiling at all. It just isn't funny. And the first half is just so poor and, and so weird. So, no, I'm sorry. It, it's just it's just not a funny film. It, the plot's a bit too confusing. And again, I'll just have to say his accent cannot, it cannot be overstated how annoying Adam Sandler speaking is in this film. Okay, well, thanks for that. Have you got anything to, to add there, Dave, that you want to tag on the end? Yeah, while we're on the subject, I can do. I mean, you you wanted to know a bit about the humour. Obviously, this is a comedy. When Ozzy was saying before, um, there's uh, a boner joke in the first five minutes, and it gets ramped up throughout the film. Not half. Every I think, joke, I think the word was Dave raging hard on. Raging, raging, <laughs> boner, raging boner. But boner is a word that must be uttered in this film, I don't know how many dozens of times. Every other joke seems to be a boner joke. And it's like Alex was saying, Sandler might have, have been funny at what, uh, back in the day. Um, you know, it's, he says he doesn't translate well into the 21st century, and I have to agree. That's why if you watch his, his classic films from the 90s now, they're not funny to us anymore. You know, we've kind of matured past that. 
Adam Sandler, I don't think has. And the kind of comedy that he's churning out isn't going to get himself a new juvenile audience. It's, it's had its day and that time has passed. And I think Sandler's time has passed. And I, I, I don't hate Adam Sandler. I think he's even recently he's done a couple of good films, but the key point about the films that he's done that are all right is he hasn't had a hand in writing them. He's just performing in them. And I think that's where it's all started to go wrong. That when he's not writing the film, when he's just acting, he's all right. You know, he's actually quite a decent comedic actor. This, however, this is one where he's had a hand in the writing of, he helped pen the script for this. And it shows it's just juvenile jokes that we thought, he would have outgrown by now. We are, we ourselves have outgrown them as an audience. And it's just, it, this would have been more in fitting in the mid nineties when he was younger. And when I think these jokes might've landed a bit better, but um, yeah, with regards to the, uh, the overall feel of the film, I suppose it is light it is airy, you know, Ozzy's right on that. You know, you, there's no high stakes here, you know, but also with that, it's just kind of a film you can just let wash over you. It's not one you're engrossed in. It's not one you're necessarily passionate about. You're not necessarily passionate about the characters or their fates. And whether he was trying to do high stakes or not, I don't know. It just kind of leaves you feeling a bit apathetic, I think is the word I'm looking for. Okay, thanks for that, Dave. I I don't, I mean, like I know he said, it's lighthearted. No, I don't think it makes you feel apathetic. I mean, granted, this isn't going to be the Halloween film of of you know of all time but i'd say this is going to be one that gets watched over and over again for many years to come i think it's i think it's got quite a nice message so you know a little bit round time toward the end but i think it's got a nice message overall that if um you know it's essentially that nobody's perfect not one of us and that's kind of the whole point of the thing that these people pick on him because they think that they're better than him but overall people are not perfect and then and 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 i think the actual message is that as well as people come to to recognize that then everyone everyone becomes better and you know and at the end everybody it turns into a happily ever after type type halloween film i think i i think it's a it's a nice film it's very much adam sandler to a t you know it's the adam sandler that you would remember from you know from the 90s from school times that's a I think it's a nice release in that sense, and I don't disagree that it may not be to our tastes these days, but it's a good release. It's a nice way to have a good laugh with you know familiar uh, actors that, that we've known since since being teenagers. Okay, um, so let me just bring in Gav. Um, so I think kind of Alex and Dave touched on something. So, uh, you know, personally speaking for me, if I see a film with Adam Sandler in now, just purely because of the amount of stuff that he's pumped out, you know, I, I kind of tend to avoid it instantly. You know, it doesn't really matter if it's if it's a good film or a bad film. You know, I just avoid it just because I'm sick of him. Um, so do you think, you know, even before kind of getting into this film, that th- that will detract from people, you know, going to watch this? No, not in the slightest bit. And this is the thing. See, like, like we all have been having a bit of a dig about Adam Sandler here, and you saying that you know he's pumped out so shite. He's pumped out some shite recently, and and you know that has put you off from watching his film. But the the fact of the matter is, is he is so like incredibly popular still to this day. That, that you know Netflix signed him up to a multi million multi film deal. 
and it was so successful that they renewed it for something like 250 million to make like five uh, extra films. You know, his films, uh, when you look at the most viewed Netflix films of all time, um, the top 10 includes two Adam Sandler films, you know, uh, Murder Mystery, which only came out last year. 83 million views. It's the fifth most watched ever. It's other produced film, The Wrong Missy. That only came out a few months ago. That's number 10 with 59 million views. They, they're already projecting that Hubie Halloween is going to get up there. Um, it's It was uh, at the top of the Netflix number one you know, for the top 10 films for over nine consecutive days, which is the first comedy film to ever do that. It has was the most popular and most watched film upon its release, uh, covering millions and millions of platforms all across the world. Adam Sandler is still really popular. And I think what this film does, which I think is really good, is it kind of harks back to his older 90s comedies. So it appeases his old audience, but it introduces a newer audience, the audience that he's been kind of um, making films for recently on Netflix, and also those family-friendly type films in Hotel Transylvania. Like that sort of younger audience that has just got to know his work. He's made a film that perfectly works for all of them. You know, it's it's wholesome fun. Joel, Joel was, uh, uh, you mentioned him before about uh, boners and whatnot. You know, there are like, so this sort of like raucous uh, humor that's peppered throughout, but it's silly, it's lighthearted, you know, and it's exactly what you'd expect from an Adam Sandler film. It's like crammed full of, you know, like goofball comedy and cameos from all of his friends. You know, there were uh, cameos from Ben Stiller, Austin mentioned before, doing the same character from Happy Gilmore. There's callbacks to Billy Madison, and it's not just the gags and the cameos that provide that familiarity. The tone, the script, the humour, and even the characters are like a welcome throwback to Sandler's early 90s comedy. Alex was saying before about uh, Hubie's voice, like this is what Sandler became famous for in SNL. A lot of his characters had silly voices. This is why he was so popular. You think about some of his most famous characters, like Opera Man, you know, like that was a silly voice. You think about the first types of films that he was in, Billy Madison, uh, The Waterboy, stupid voices. And like, I know that now as adults who have gone on and, you know, appreciated a more diverse comedy, we might find it annoying. maybe not for himself actually (laughs) definitely not for me but people still like that people obviously still like that because this is a really popular film already it's infectiously bonkers there's a lot of slapstick humour vomit gags, sight gags, inappropriate t-shirts, there's just lots of different comedy in here to enjoy for many people and I'm not saying that it's the best comedy ever, I'm not saying that I thought it was uh, amazing but the movie definitely has a lot of potential and a lot of people will enjoy it and are enjoying it. And that's the film. That's the thing, you know, like it might not be the like sort of grade A type of, of hit list movie that we've spoken about in the past, but it is a very popular one and that can't be, that can't be denied. Okay. Well, Alex, I can see you're kind of jumping at the bit there, so I'm going to skip past you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It it can't be denied, but it can be explained. And I'd say, you know, the lockdown explains that quite a lot. Like Netflix is huge and right now everyone's doing it. And, you know, everyone's, you know, Adam Sandler and everyone's, you know what I mean? They've ran out of stuff on Netflix and it's like, 
oh my god, am I really going to watch an Adams? Yeah, and they, you know, and they, and they probably, I, I'd be surprised if they're watching it all the way through or or aren't doing something else at the time. Gav says it, it has a lot, for, Gav, for all Gav people says, watching throughout. All right, Gav says it has a lot of potential. This is a byword that we use when we say something isn't very good. Do you know what I mean? Like it has, oh, you man, you've got so much potential. Like, no, you know, a film is either good or it's not. It just doesn't have potential. No, but I meant it's, it's not... like to become something like bigger. As, as I, I, I think this is going to become Netflix's yeah, yeah. most popular comedy. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm, right, I'm, okay. I, I'm all right, saying, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being completely honest. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, I think so, it will. <laughs> right, okay. That says a lot about what maybe Netflix has in its comedy section. But it, like th- this, just get Gav's used a lot of very good words there. You know, a throwback to Sandler's 90s comedy days. You just go back to the old argument of just we shouldn't be throwing back to the 90s comedy days. We had those days, they were all right at the time. It's just not as funny anymore. I'd say the character of Hubie himself borders on just like not being funny to sort of slightly offensive. I mean, if his, his character, because his character isn't explained, you don't understand why he's a loser. So he's got he's talking with his voice the whole time. You know, Gav, I'm, there's a big difference between doing a little skit on a Saturday Night Live and doing a feature film with that sort of voicing. And he's clearly just ran out of voices. Do you know what I mean? Like that is scraping the barrel. That 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 voice he, he can't be doing anymore after that. Honestly, but it, his character is just a loser who like pisses himself. He's not had he's never had sex, so he's a virgin, which is brought up again and again and again. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's like a dork. So he's always taking cans off people. And, you know, Adam Sandler used to do this in the nineties. Right. And I didn't, you know, and, and I didn't really like it then, but I really don't like it now is you kind of, he's having his cake and eating it. You're laughing at Hubie all the way through the film. So he that he's a virgin that he pisses himself, that people throw things, that he's a loser. Right. So you're laughing at him all the way through through the film. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, we all love Hubie, really, because he's such a nice guy. And it's like, well, no, actually, we spent all most of the film laughing at him, actually, and not really particularly with him. So I, I, I actually... I think the film, it doesn't, I'm not saying it goes well over, I'll be honest and won't say it goes well over where you're like, no, this is offensive. But really, it, it isn't nice. And the, the, the things that you're meant to be with Hubie on are never explained. So I, really, when you look at it at the end, you are just like, well, I've just been laughing at him. Like, I, where was I, I laughing with him? I where was he a good differ. character? I beg to differ. I don't think you're actually laughing at him. Those those points and the and the humiliation to him or the design for you to feel bad for him. That's that you're not laughing at him. Yeah, it's that 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 humor is meant to be bullying humor. You know, the, the characters within the film were laughing at him. You're not laughing at him when they call him Puby or when they call him uh, yeah, you know really childish bits like that or when he gets pushed into the grave. You're not laughing at him for that. That's you know, that's a really hammed up comedy scene, but it's not actually that's not the funny bit of it you know and there's so much well what is the funny bit when there? he's pushed into this uh, pushed into the grave do you know what i mean What's well it's the, the next bit when the um when he scares the other guy to death the uh the the the, the grave digger uh, i don't that's know no i think that's that's the, the end little the, bit i think that the most of it is laughing can, can, can i say laughing this, at the, this is just, the sad virgin you know this this is just my opinion but i think that alex 
and Austin are both right here. I think that like there is a lot of the comedy is laughing with him, but there is a lot of comedy that's laughing at the character as well. And right, and this is just my opinion. Don't get carried away, Alex. <laughs> I just know already you're just gonna laugh. At me. <laughs> but I like think that there is a really good message to this. Don't film. get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta keep your hand on the check after last week. No, I, I think that this is a very there's a very good message in this film. So obviously it's set in Salem, uh, and you know he constantly talks about his great 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 ancestor who was burnt at the stake uh, for being a witch, and the, that's constantly brought up throughout. You know you can't get away from that message or, you know or the history of Salem the town because you know it's obviously set there and it's the, the, what the film here is the message is all about treating people uh, fairly and being kind to people I, 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 hear me out Alex like so usually in Adam Sandler's films Sandler's character like needs redemption he's you know he's a bit of an arsehole he's a bit of a loser he's an alcoholic he's mean to people he beats people up whatever then he goes through a bit of a journey of self-discovery and he becomes a better person in this film it's the other way around it's the town that needs redemption they treat hubie absolutely horribly throughout but hubie as a character stays pure he stays innocent he stays kind like and it echoes the treatment that the victims of Salem witch trials suffered all those years ago. Oh, oh, no, but the, the, I honestly, the, the, this is what they're trying to get at, where gang mentality and peer pressure resulted in all those deaths. Here, the modern day equivalent to that is bullying, harassment, and discrimination. Oh, the town, they, oh, no, they, no, wait, no, hear me out. The town, they gang up and they bully Hubie because it's easy to do. Everybody does it and it's easy. This film tells us that, you know, it might be easy to join the mob and, you know, or even stay quiet at the back. But it's right to speak up and be kind, no matter how difficult it is. And I think with the with the humor focusing on Hubie, you do laugh at him. You do think, oh God, he is a bit pathetic, and he is. Oh, he is pissing the bed and whatever. And then at the end, you're like, you know, I've been laughing at him, and maybe I shouldn't have been. It makes you question your relationship so, with the character. Just just to jump in quickly, is that what you've taken from the film, or is that genuinely what they tried to portray? I, I, I think that's genuinely what's tried to portray. That is, I mean, there's a scene at the end, and I, and I sort of said to the guys that actually it is a little bit, um, you know, it's a little bit straight and to the point. It's very obvious. That's what they explained, that that is the whole point of the thing. Is the, um, I think his mum is the one who actually explains it. It was just like his uh, his great ancestor where everybody, you know, they could, they convicted her and had their hanging at a tree you know burnt her at a stake and that's what she was going to do to the rest of the people it was, it's literally it's, it's laid out there that that is the whole point of the of the story that is the redemption story yeah, well, and then well, at the end of it he becomes the, the best you know, well, what he's, he's missed the there is that like this this killer that's on the prowl the person oh, who's yeah. abducting all the townspeople <laughs> but you think the whole time that it's this uh, person who escaped from this psychiatric don't facility. ruin it for him you're going to ruin uh, the film for him but, well, the, the, film, the film we will ruin the film for him Ozzy we say spoilers <laughs> but at the end it's, uh, it's, it's his mother that is the one that's been doing it once again that's another story everybody in the town is like oh it must be this guy it must be this guy he's crazy there's a reason that he was locked up he's the one that's been doing all this and actually he's like a really kind and sensitive person who's only escaped out of the facility so he could go and get his friend and bring him back to the facility uh, so it was actually uh, his mother who was one of the most kind and gentle people throughout the film who's actually the real villain of the piece once again telling us that we shouldn't judge a book by its cover oh yeah 
All right, so Alex, you look you look quite emotional there. So Pain. Just pain. maybe I'll let Dave jump yeah, in please. while you calm down. <laughs> I'll count yeah. to ten and sort of do some deep breathing exercise. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be the voice of reason on this. What a lot! No. <laughs> yeah, I have to disagree. I think maybe that was the the idea behind the script for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they were going for. Like Ozzy said, it's kind of explained by Hubie's mother at the end, and I think yeah, there was kind of a nugget of that going on but i think it gets lost in translation that's the problem there's so much or lost in the accent perhaps to uh go back to one of alex's <laughs> points it there's so much going on um with regards to just jokes being thrown at your left right and center and like gav said vomit jokes uh the silly voice pratfalls you know this isn't refined comedy and it doesn't necessarily have to be refined comedy but it is just juvenile the word of the day for this film for me is juvenile and I think any message of seriousness, any message of redemption or tolerance or any kind of subject matter like that is just going to get lost in the mire. It's just going to be completely overlooked and overshadowed. Even if they intended that be a nugget you could take from the film, you you can't find it for all the crap they've fr- ladled on top of it. And I think between Sandler's writing and his performance, I think he's too close to this project. I think it was an Adam Sandler project, but it was. He wrote it. He starred in it. He had a, a finger in every pie when it came to this. He probably did the bloody catering. I think it, there's just too much Sandler going on. And I think he needs reining back every now and again. He's not the success story that he was back in the nineties. He needs to just focus on being a comedy actor, not a comedy writer. And I think that is where the film falls down. Okay. So Alex, have you got anything you want to add or should we move on? Yeah. Just, ju- just the idea that it's a, it's a nice neat package that has this great redemptive redemptive is just a word you can redemptive and hubie halloween in the same sentence is just uh, just incredible it, it, you know i, I can see the, the this this there's the seeds of what gavin ozzy were talking about in the film you could see how maybe that could have they could have germinated but there's just it just doesn't it just doesn't flower it just doesn't come to pass that none of that stuff so yeah that's okay what I mean. so um we'll kind of move on to a bit of kind of everything really so what i want to know about is maybe you know you you mentioned that it's filmed in in salem like maybe some of the locations or sets or something like that and then we'll kind of get on to uh you know performances actors that type of thing so uh, ozzy do you want to in terms of sets, you know the the reality is i know nothing about salem as a whole and it's just an american uh, it's literally just an American Halloween fest. Um, it could be, it could be anywhere. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. There's a lot of, uh, throwback scenes. There's a nice, um, you know, recurring joke where Hoobie's on his bike cycling down the main street and people throw things at him and that's, um, and that gets, you know, ups the ante with each time he's on his bike going through. It's a nice scene. It's sort of, uh, him following the camera down the thing as, uh, stuff gets thrown past him and he dodges it constantly because he's become so adept at it um, that he can, he now knows that people are going to throw things and he's just able to dodge it all. Um, just in terms of, there's a few nice scenes. The uh, the haunted house scene is, I think, genuinely jump scary. You know things are coming because you're, you're in a haunted house. The the tempo is high. It, um, you know it's coming, but when the jumps come, you still jump. It's, you know, it's fine, but it's funny because it's not actually scary. It's just a just a jump scare, you know. It's just a standard, um, but it's well shot, I think. In that essence, you know, this is high production value for a Netflix film. It's high production value for a, for a comedy on Netflix. You know, I think generally, I think they put a lot of effort into making it look good, and um, 
and, and overall, I think they've done a very, you know, a very solid job with with it looking pretty and there being spooky scenes, spooky sets. You know, there's loads of throwbacks to other horror films without being too um, on the nose with it. You know, like uh, Halloween, like Stephen Cage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Christine. And then the, the Christie, uh, yeah, yeah. With the, so that like there's little scenes, and it's I, I think it's pretty good overall. But everything, it's quite fast-paced in terms of that, so you're never lingering on a shot for too long. And that's maybe for some people, you know, that that would be something which you don't like about it, but it is so fast-paced. You know, the jokes are thick and fast, and not every one of them lands, but it doesn't matter because the next joke's already started. And, you know, that one might be might be the one for you. You know, not not every joke that was in this film made me laugh, don't get me wrong, but it didn't matter because I was smiling for you know a large portion of the uh, the film okay um so alex do you want to kind of lead us into the performances and actors yeah I'd, i you know and and to be honest to, to be fair to the film like i would yeah it is white high production value so you know the 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 small town america feel to it is you know it's well it's well shot it's not badly shot i wouldn't say there's no bits where you're like oh you know that looks a bit cheap or anything so yeah i'd, I'd agree with a lot of what ozzy said there uh, the characters and stuff like that, um, big hits and misses, I'd say, like, uh, and more misses than hits. You know, there's a, there's a couple of good characters in there. Uh, Hubie himself, I think I've talked, you know, I've, I've talked about him enough, but yeah, just 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 not good at all. His love interest, um, Valentine, uh, is Viv, what's a Viv Valentine, I think. Um, Violet. She's Violet Valentine. Um, she's just bizarre, to be honest. I don't think she really knew. I don't think the actress, I think she's in Modern Family, is she? I d- Julie I don't Bowen. Think, yeah. Julie Bowen, she's yeah. She's a throwback, isn't she, from... Um, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, sorry. That was his love interest in Happy Gilmore. Love interest. But in this film, it's just a bit bizarre. Like, she's she's in love with Hubie Halloween, and you just don't really know why, because he's such a loser all the time. She says you know, constantly, why? Yeah, all right, all right, all right, Ozzy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll have a chance, mate. <laughs> right, she, you know, she's, I know she says, like, wow, you're a good person, or something like that. You don't get any sense that there's any like chemistry. She's like a normal functioning human being, and Hubie is like a, a person who you know really should ha- almost have a carer looking after him. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 that sort of um, dysfunctional. So her being interested in him doesn't doesn't really make sense. I'm not saying it has to for the for a comedy, but it, it really doesn't make any sense at all. You are going, is she on having a joke? Is she in on this? Like what what is going on there? Um, you know, there's lots of different characters, like like they were saying, you know, there's, you know, Steve Buscemi turns up, you know, probably one of the best com- comedy actors in the film, and considering he's probably the only actor in there who's not a comedy actor, you know, it, that, that sort of says something. Um, I, you know, Kevin James turns up as a cop, he, he's okay, but then there's like the, the guy who's going around as a psychopath all the time finally takes his mask off and it's Rob Schneider and you just like, you know, you know, when you just, yeah, my hands were over my head like, oh my God, that's who you were saving for an Adam Sandler film. It's like, whoa, Rob Schneider, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not like if Rob Schneider's in an Adam Sandler film, it's like when he's going to turn up. Um, yeah, and the characters just, you, you just don't understand. It was just not enough. And I'm not saying you needed loads, but there's just not enough backstory on on Hubie and why he's such a loser on the other characters and why in Salem it seems full of bullies like that the connection between the witch trials and why the town's so mean now nothing's really explained and and like that like Ozzy was saying that sledgehammer scene at the end when everyone just starts explaining why they're so mean it's really just 
like bizarre. So um, yeah, some good actors in there. You got like Ray Liotta. You've got um, Maya Rudolph. You've got you've got some you've got some solid actors. Steve Buscemi, but the characters Shaquille O'Neal, a great great little bit. But the characters are so sort of bizarre and not really thought through. And it's it's more you it's more setting up a, um, a, um, a feces joke or another bit to do with his thermos, which isn't funny at all. He keeps changing his thermos all the way through the film. And it's more Where's setting all that up. All right, Ozzy, you can, you can, you can respond <laughs> to the thermos question in a minute. I'm nearly finished. Uh, that's more what the film's constantly trying to set up the next joke. And it just needed to stop setting up the next joke consistently and just be like, just stop a sec and just explain a little bit of the backstory and just, just, be, just ease on the jokes just for a minute, please. Okay, so just one thing that I want to ask you, Gav, and I'm asking you because I think you've got the biggest moral compass here and you'll find it hard to lie to me. But, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless I've... Um, it comes to some pain, isn't it, when Gav's got the <laughs> strongest moral I, compass I am of insulted. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. Dave, you're the last you're person the biggest liar. <laughs> you're the most um, convincing liar. So, so unless I've misunderstood, it sounds like either... QB has either got like a mental illness or like a, a low IQ or something like that. Um, and Ozzy kind of mentioned the mental asylum as well, which is all kind of, um, you know, maybe an outdated way of, uh, you know, portraying things in horror movies and, and especially in horror games as well. You know, there's a, it's been kind of criticized as maybe, you know, attaching stigma to, to things like that. Yeah. Um, so do you think that, this film, you know, is needs to be modernised type of thing, or do you think it's, uh, you know, outdated it in terms of that aspect? No, no, it's exactly what I was saying beforehand. You know, the, the entirety of the film, the very first scene, as Ozzy said before, is about a character who escapes from this psychiatric facility, and then there's a spate of disappearances, and um, farmyard animal gets murdered as well. So everybody's like, oh, it's got to be this person who's escaped from the facility. It's got to be them. You know, a little bit like Halloween or other horror films that we've seen beforehand. And later on, we find out when, you know, the um, the patient takes off their mask, there is Rob Snyder. Uh, they're just a really calm and nice and caring person. And that the reason that they've escaped was because their cellmate, had, who was played by Steve Buscemi, we later find out, uh, had also escaped and they were escaping to bring them back. So the whole time we're told that, oh, it's got to be this person. This person's got to be responsible for this because they were in a mental asylum. You know, I, but that just isn't the case. We find out that it, the most sort of, the one of the calmest and kindest people in the film, it was Hubie's mum, was actually the, the killer or the, uh, you know, the abductor, I should say. What does Rob Schneider do in the police station? Yeah. Um, Oh it, well, yeah. I'd say, so there, there are, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that this he, film. He, he, wait, he, I'm <laughs> not gonna say that this film is he's completely pretending cool. He's pre- no. pretending to be a dog. He's pretending to be. Steve Buscemi is pretending to be a dog. Rob he, Schneider. He, what he, does he do? He's, 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 he's a serial urinator. Yeah, yeah. But what does he, he do in the police station? I can't remember. What, he pisses. He, he pisses himself on on camera. Right. The calm, the calm, nice, lovely. I'm not saying that this, this film is, you know, like this bastion of morals, <laughs> you know, um, uh, but I'm saying that it does take some 
um, sort of, you know, outdated tropes and turn them on their heads or, you know, at least question some. You know, Alex was saying before, but oh, we don't know why the talents are not better. I think that's made very clear very early on when he mentions uh, it's fact that uh, what I think Adam Sandler's very good at in his films is establishing a time and a place. Like when, if you look back at Adam Sandler's films, a lot of them like kind of a set uh, holidays or the set, you know, you get a real feel for where you are and when it is. And this does a great job of it. Salem, you know, it's an iconic place and it will you know, never be able to escape that history and it embraces that history and it becomes like this big holiday destination around Halloween. And uh, Sandler really, really sets that up very well. Um, yeah, with the so, museum scene. It, exactly with the museum scene so, so you, you get a feel already that you know like oh this is this is Halloween and this is in Salem um, I, I, th- I think he, he does a good job as well if every time he goes and uh, creates a film he hires like local talent like uh, production crews and extras they're all locally sourced and from the very beginning he says he establishes where they are and the town's history. So as the film goes on and these people are just really mean to him and, you know, you, you know, you can see the connection there between Salem as it was and Salem as it is now. So I, I, I think that, yeah, it establishes it very, very well. And when you're saying about Hubie having uh, learning difficulties, maybe like this is a common theme in Adam Sandler's films is, you know, like kind of really dim, but, um, sort of characters with a heart of gold and and that's what Hubie is you know he is he is dim uh, and you know I think you know one way of showing that like I know it's a bit a lazy one is by having this voice Adam Sandler seems to rely on when he creates these characters if they're quite dim or dumb he uses a silly voice Uh, it's just an easy way to show us hey this character isn't as bright as previous characters and you know yeah it it could be a bit lazy but the thing is is that people enjoy it as well as i said before people like the silly voices you know what made them famous in the first place is what making them famous now so i don't think that detracts from his character either okay so i'm kind of conscious that you know, I don't want to spend two hours talking about Hubie Halloween. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we'll wrap it up here. So just kind of any other business and I'll, I'll uh, start with you, Ozzy. I, all I wanted to say really is that just to, to capitalise on Gav's uh, incredibly well put argument there is that what it seems like to me is that, you know, is that, you know, Sandler's a lot cleverer than people uh, put out for him there. And it, this is a basically a really quite a lowbrow way to hold a mirror up to America as it is. You know, America's a bully, and it always has been. And, it, and, <laughs> and and this is Sandler's way of saying that things are getting out of hand here, mate. You know, we've got the Proud Boys, we've got all sorts of bad stuff. And he's... And he's I see what you're doing, man. Why, why are you literally taking apart my arguments? <laughs> you're carefully <laughs> constructed. Like, I've just made a delicious cake, and you've just taken a dump on it. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely and think that... And insult the half of our listeners. Yeah, no, I, 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 I genuinely think that, that this is a way of, of showing that people need to take a good look at themselves. And he's done it in a very light-hearted manner, and that... that you know, and like I've said early on, is that it's not who be, in this instance, who has to... Uh, change himself it's everybody else needs to take a look at how we treat everyone else going on and that's what this film does but in such a light-hearted way a, a light slapstick comedy which you can you can sit all the way through and, and you'll laugh i reckon one in four jokes and there's at least 600 jokes in this <laughs> you'll, you'll laugh at. like I, I i think you'll be smiling throughout it's a, it's not a long film it's an easy watch i feel you'll enjoy it okay uh alex and dave 
just the idea that Hubie Halloween makes the connection between the Salem witch trials and like modern America today and how it bullies. It, it, it isn't, it isn't the case. It, it's not a nice film. You know, I, I, it's not funny, I'd say, is the main issue with Hubie Halloween. And it does, and the plot doesn't make sense. And it just errs on the side of actually being a bit mean. So I completely disagree with the idea that it's like going against bullies. I'd say that Sandler is a bully himself. He's making fun of people that are losers and joke like this and, and have like, you know, speech defects and stuff like that. But he's doing it in a way where it's like fingerprintless and you can at the end say, oh, no, I was really rooting for the character all the way. Nah, it, it, it's, it's not. It's laughing at him all of, or pretty much all of the way through. And in the last five minutes, it's like, oh, no, this film's got a good heart. I, I, I don't buy it anymore. I bought it in the 90s. I'm, yeah, don't buy it anymore. Sorry, Sandler. Great. Have you got anything to finish with, Dave? You know, no yeah, pressure, just, but make it a, at least a flourish. I will make it ever so quick. I'm not sure about a flourish. But um, yeah, I, I disagree that there's any sort of social commentary going on in this. I don't think Adam Sandler thought that far ahead. The, the people in the town, they're bullies. They're borderline sociopaths, to be honest with you. No one stands up for him. This is It's just a bizarre bizarre way of depicting this town and i don't think it's got any connection with salem truth be told i'd have forgotten that it was in salem i think if that came up in a in a trivia quiz you know in, a, in the the film quiz that we do where's hubie halloween set i think we'd honestly have to rack our brains years down the line as to where hubie halloween's actually set dave you've never forgot anything but i i could have forgotten that hubie halloween was set in salem honestly it's it's just not really a point that's driven home and for it to be that this social commentary to have this sort of integral plot point it's not it's not abundantly clear enough. Um, I, I, I'll tell you one film that does make it quite clear that it's set in Salem and reminds you of the fact throughout Hocus Pocus. Now that's a Halloween film. That's, that's one that all film. the family can enjoy. All, all the best Halloween films are set in Salem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we're, we're pretty much wrapped up there. So Gav, you know, I'm expecting a top quality quiz from you this week. Uh, well, you shouldn't, because it was Austin's turn to do a quiz, <laughs> and he just told us before that he didn't write one, so I've just written a very slapdash Adam Sandler quiz. And uh, this, these are 13 Adam Sandler film questions that I've just come up with. Uh, so the answers actually may be wrong, because I haven't checked them. Uh, so they are, they are from memory. So, oh, my God. So, uh, You've yeah, got Google right in front of you. <laughs> so it's, it's more a quiz about what we know about what you think about Adam Sandler films. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Like question number one is: Is punch drunk love good? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so no, no joke. Okay, so you ready for this, right? Uh, buzzers, mm -hmm. fingers on the buzzers. Uh, I'll only be accepting answers if there's a buzz before them. Okay, number one: Which celebrity does Happy partner with and later fight during a celebrity golf tournament in Happy Gilmore? This could also be the hardest quiz. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a long time. Is it, yeah. Uh, is it the guy from Price is Right? Yes. What's his name? Bob. Dave? Bob Barker. Well done. Half a yeah. point for Dave and Ozzy. Uh, okay, number two. Which the actor... Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, which actor, now more recognisable for his late night talk show hosting, turned out to be the real daddy in Big Daddy? Meep, 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 meep. Alex? Didn't, uh, John Stewart? It is John Stewart. Well done, Alex. That's a good Adam Sandler impression. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all your buses need to be Adam Sandler related. Uh, so, number three, 
which remake of a Burt Reynolds movie was the first of many collaborations between Adam Sandler and Chris Rock? Uh, the first of many. I don't know one. <laughs> uh, they, oh, they've been in oh. the week of, they've been in uh, Grown Ups 1 I like, 2. I like, I, like feet. I like feet, I don't know why. <laughs> I'll see. Is it um, The Longest Yard? Yes. Oh, no, is it? For the longest yard. Yes, it is. Uh, now, uh, question number four. Who played the no-nonsense police detective to Sandler's idiot criminal in the Midlight Run-inspired buddy cop movie, Bulletproof? Call yourself Adam Sandler fans. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't not think not I've for a minute. Film. <laughs> uh, right, I'll oh, tell you, it's sorry. Damon Wayne's. Damon Waynes. Mm. Okay, uh, number five. In you don't mess with the Zohan. What profession does the former counter-terrorist dream of becoming? Meep, 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 meep. Alex? A uh, hairdresser. Well done, yes, a hairdresser. Uh, question number six. What type of bird does Billy Madison have terrorizing visions of? Stop looking at me, swan. Uh, <laughs> that, that is my buzzer? answer and my buzzer. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a very good buzzer, but it's not the right answer. Oh, oh Dave. I, I was a, hoping it'd be swan. I thought it was a penguin. It, it is a penguin. Well done, Ozzy. <laughs> right, uh, number seven, Dave. You I'm should so get I'm this one. I'm a bit swan. ashamed how many of these I actually know. <laughs> I know, yeah, you've run away with this, to be honest with you. We've uh, found my level. Uh, num- number seven, Dave, this one's hopefully for you. Which rock legend cameos as himself to save the protagonist at the end of The Wedding Singer? Stop looking at me, Swan. Dave? <laughs> it's it's Billy Idol. It is Billy Idol. Well done. <laughs> and question number eight. Which rock legend cameos as himself to save the protagonist at the end of Little Nicky? David Bowie? No. Uh, we have okay. a clue. Okay, so little Nicky is about uh, the devil's son who escapes from hell. Uh, so, uh, what type Ozzy of. Ozzy Osbourne? Yes, well done, Joel. Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, number nine, you should all know this because I've made you watch it many, many times. Uh, which tasty new product does Al Pacino promote in a career moment? <laughs> Alex? Uh, oh, shit. What is it? Mocachino? No, what is it? Ah, you made me watch it like 50 times. <laughs> Dunkachinos. That's it. Dunkachino. Well done. <laughs> okay, question 10. Which festival slash holiday is at the center of the animated musical comedy Eight Crazy Nights? Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights. Easter? No. I was trying to think like Good Friday. Did you say Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> Until Pancake Tuesday. Okay, uh, I'll tell you now, it's Hanukkah. Yeah. Oh, well, that would make sense, he's Jewish, and then. Yes. Nice long. So. Okay, number 11. Which wrestling legend plays wrestler Captain Insano in The Waterboy, who can't oh, believe. Is it Goldberg? No, it's not Goldberg. Oof. Hulk Hogan? No, although he was a WCW wrestler at the time. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, definitely ridiculous. Between the Rock Johnsons, I've been a WCW wrestler. Uh, it wasn't Sting. Uh, uh, I'm running out of WCW. Kevin Nash. No, although he's about his height. Kurt. What? Of course, <laughs> Kevin Nash. What are you about? I don't know the height. <laughs> I haven't got the cards, Gav. <laughs> No, the big show. The big show. Uh, He's not big in his name. He was called the Giants at the time, but the big show, right? Fucking hell. Number 12. What fruit fruit does Lucy go to pick with her dad every day for his birthday in 51st Dates? 
pineapple. Yes, well done. It is a pineapple. Nice. And uh, lastly, in anger management, Dr. Buddy helps Dave calm down in the middle of a stressful motorway situation by making him sing what song? No? Man, honestly, bloody hell. I feel pretty, oh so pretty, <laughs> I feel pretty. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, I I am obviously much more of an Adam Sandler fan than I thought I was. Yeah, yeah you just picked all the wrong films, Gav. Do, do a question on Blended next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we um, thanks for nothing, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, quite often when I've judged, really, I think it's been, um, you know, 50-50 in terms of which way that I'm going to go. But I think this time I've kind of made my mind up before the end uh, which is really surprising considering it's Adam Sandler I thought you know it'd just be it'd just be on the shit list regardless of what anybody said but you know what Ozzy kind of started off with kind of really intrigued me straight away you know I I could pretty much tell from the get-go that Ozzy had done more than watch the trailer (laughs) 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 I was quite impressed there Um, you know there's a few things which I, I really don't think I'll enjoy, which is, you know, uh, his little voice, you know, when uh, Ozzy and, and Alex were doing it, I could picture it in my head because he's done it in kind of several other films and it does kind of sound very similar to a few of his kind of past things and maybe he does kind of need to update that. But I did kind of like what Gav said about it when he said that it's just kind of a simple way of portraying that the character, you know, is you know, of low intelligence or whatever you want to call it. Um, And overall, you know, I thought that whatever Dave and Alex said, Gav and Austin had very kind of valid responses to everything overall. And in a very kind of surprising turn of events, I'm going to put it on the hit list because it did Mm -hmm. kind of sound as though, you know, maybe it is almost a return to to form type of thing. Um, So we'll see. I mean, I'm actually interested to watch it, which is, uh, you would probably say, like a success, really, because previously I'd have just gone, you know, I'm not going to watch Adam Sandler's film like pretty much ever again. So if you think of it like that, you know, that kind of helped me make up my mind and put it on the hit list, you know, and I think if other people have listened to this and they're unsure, then maybe they might want to watch it as well. So who the fuck knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well done. Okay, so um, honest opinions. Now, we don't really usually ask the person who picked the film to give an honest opinion because they usually pick it because they like it. But, uh, Austin, you picked this one just because you, th- you just actually wanted, said you thought, thought it looked shit. I thought it was going to be absolute <laughs> shit, and I just wanted to make you watch it, to be perfectly honest. I actually, you know, I actually really enjoyed it. It was just, it, I, I didn't lie at all, to be honest with you. Maybe I did a little bit about it being a mirror to uh, modern day Thank America but, <laughs> I, I, um, I really needed to hear you say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no I think I think it's actually it's just it's Adam Sandler you know what you're getting the second you turn the second you turn on you know what's coming you know you've got the throwbacks to old characters and it's crude crass lowest common denominator humor throughout like non-stop and it's some of it's gonna land at some point, you're going to break down and start laughing. It's funny. It just takes you back to being a teenager again. It's just a nice way to forget about all of the everything else you've been doing all day, all your Zoom calls, all of that shite. 
I think it's good. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, it's been a tough few weeks for, for Alex. I don't really feel like we need to, to ask you your, your genuine thoughts. I'd like to say anyway. I, I, feel, I feel like it's <laughs> obvious just, just looking at I'd your like face. i say anyway. So not uh, it's not been a tough few weeks. And I was happy I, if... Um, if we put Hubie Halloween on the hit list and under the skin on the shit list, I would have honestly, like, I'd, I'd, have, had to, I'd have had to take a month or two off, I think. Um, but thankfully, that went on the hit list as well. I, I, I thought Gav and Ozzy's arguments were very good. And until they, until they just lost their shit completely at the end, they started talking about <laughs> social, me in with that. Social, no, social commentary and, like, you know, how the Salem witch trials, it really brings you back to those times. Like, you know, they, they lost it at that point. I think they ran out of stuff to say. But no, they, you know, they, it, it, was, it was quite convincing. It's a shit film and it should be on the shit list because it's, <laughs> it's just not a good film. And, and what I would have done, and, you know, it wouldn't have made a very interesting episode, but I can't overstate how much Ben, uh, sorry, Adam Sandler's voice breaks this film. It is, it is film-breakingly annoying and he's in almost all of a scene. So honestly, that's what I would have just talked about for the entire time. Just meh, 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 meh. It's so so annoying maybe that's just me maybe other people would be fine with it I, I i like after about five minutes i was like he's got to stop doing that at some point like he's got to and he doesn't fair play to him he stuck with it <laughs> fair play to him <laughs> so you think he was gonna give up halfway through oh, the I, did. I, know, I did i did i thought it'd be like connery's accent you know what i mean like in the it just it just you know after some some time they'd be like Look, Adam, we don't have to reshoot the scenes or anything, but you've got to stop. Like, you've got to stop. Phase <laughs> it out in this scene or something, buddy, but like, oh. please stop. But, you know, it's, it sounds like it's kind of similar to, you know, maybe kind of 10, 15 years ago when Gav made does watch like really bad films and you were thinking, you know, this is just the phase. He'll get through. And here it. we are, like, I know. he's still watching shite. We- we, we yeah. should have we should have put a really strong intervention in then, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> too late now. Sat, sat too late. It's too late. We, yeah. we need interventions now. You've we all got professional st- now. <laughs> You've all got <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I like trauma now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I um yeah I, like I, I tried to watch it one night with Siobhan and she said turn it off now. This is terrible. <laughs> Right, and I thought we'd watched more than we had. And when I went back to watch it uh, the next day, uh, we'd only watched a minute and three seconds. <laughs> 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 so, so I was like, Geez. "That was a half an hour, surely." Yeah, um, like, I, it's not a good film. It is not. But I do, I do agree with a lot of the stuff that I said, and like, I do think that there, there is the message in there, and or at least that is the message that they're trying to convey. Mm. Uh, not about Proud Boys or <laughs> about, you know, sort of like Salem then and Salem now and, you know, like Come what... I, I know, honestly, I, I just... Wa- show Salem then. It has no shots for flashbacks or anything. I would just need it. It doesn't, it doesn't need it because of the setting. It just does I'm not saying that it, it does it amazingly well, but I'm saying that that, that, that there definitely is the message there. And, um, and, and, that's, what, and that's what it is. I, I, go on, sorry. Well, you know, like, do, do you see what I mean? Like, I, I'm saying that the, the 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 character of Hubie, maybe I could understand how you he just gets away with it not being laughed at. But do you know what I mean when I say no? Actually, I think it's actually quite a 
kind of a vicious thing he's doing there where he is laughing at someone who's yeah low yeah, IQ yeah. and is a loser and all of those things I, I think, and having his he's just having his cake and eating it a bit on that yeah one. I, well I think in in Adam Sandler films uh th- it's not often that he's trying to make a, a, a political or a social message and then, <laughs> it's not yeah no well, not, not at all and then when he does so there is the element there of like cake eating uh, as in, I'm thinking, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, you know, good message mm-hmm. at the heart of it, but, uh, you know, a bit of lot of executed, yeah. like still a lot of sort of homophobia and, you know, sort of like he's almost in on the joke. And I think that was the same with this a little bit. I do think that he, that he is trying to say something nice. I just think that, you know, like he's enjoying uh, reveling in the bullying and harassment that Hubie is, is enduring a, a bit too much. Um, but yeah, I, I think that may, maybe, I don't know, that's what they were trying to get at. You know, like, oh, you've also laughed at him this film and you're, you're also as guilty as him. I don't know. Maybe not, though. I don't, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Maybe, maybe I'm too cynical. At the end of the day, I didn't think it was that great, but I do think that a lot of people will like it. I don't know why. I, 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 I genuinely don't know how his films are this popular and continue to be this popular, but I think that a lot of people will like this. Dave, um, it's not a good film. I will admit that is it's not. It's quite unfunny in places. It does kind of lag a bit, and it's a bit dated. This style of Sandler humor is just a bit dated. If you've got the benefit of a throwback, you can call back to like we had when we were younger. We're probably the guys this is aimed at, rather than like I say, him trying to get a new audience on board. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't really enjoy it. In a way, it's not a good film. It's a bit naff, but. I think Ozzy's right when he says that it is kind of, I wouldn't say the perfect antidote to 2020, but it's a it's little bit of antidote. something. It's yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a little bit of what people are looking for right now. They're just, uh, just silly escapism. Yeah. And I think that's why it's done so well. One is because, yeah, a lot of people who speak English in the world haven't got a great many places to go right now. We're all kind of trapped in front of Netflix, but also because, it is lighthearted, juvenile, silly fun. And I think that's a little bit of what people need right now. I enjoyed it. It's not a good film by any stretch of the imagination, but it's enjoyable. Thanks, Dave. Um, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Crimson Peak, which scored 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot lower. lower. A lot lower. If, yeah. it's, if it's 50s, I'd, it's got to be mid, it's gotta be mid-table. Uh, it's below that. It's 48%. Um, I did put it up on Twitter, uh, a poll up and I asked our friends and followers what list it should be placed on. 78% of them said it should be placed on the shit list. Uh, <laughs> I, I did put the poll out quite late though, so we, don't, we did only have nine votes, but I can think you, Can you still, imagine how much glory is going to be coursing through their veins when they're hearing about <laughs> this is a mirror to America? <laughs> I, I am not on board with that statement. I am not I, on board. I, I don't think point in America. Yeah, yeah. And a cru- crucial moment in America's history. Yeah, this, is, this is the time. This, this, this is how we'll know. Halloween. This is how we'll know if it worked, mate. November the third. You watched this space. <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler turned it round. He's, he's yeah, made yeah. Joe Biden president. This is the film Uncut Gems wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you're right, Ozzy. I hope in a couple of years' time we see President Biden giving the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Medal of Freedom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. No, we get it Adam now, Sandler Adam. to the character Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <Hubie Halloween. laughs> <laughs> he's got to accept it with a funny voice. Yeah. I, I, so <laughs> I, I, 
I, I really, really liked Uncut Gems, and I thought Adam Sandler was terrific in it. And I thought, it, you know, it was a bit, a bit harsh that he didn't get any sort of acknowledgement for it at the Oscars. Um, but I did read an interview with him that said, "If I don't get an Oscar nomination for Uncut Gems, I'm gonna." Uh, I'm going to punish you by making the worst film I've ever made. He did and, it in advance. Yes, he actually made this film before. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, think, I don't think that, that. I was going to say, I don't think that is the worst film that's ever made. But if, he was, if that was done in advance, then I do hate to see what <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, uh, uh, Joel, we've got a caption contest. Oh yeah, so um, you know, how lazy can you be essentially? <laughs> just find the first image that pops up sometimes you're not even sure if it's the actual film <laughs> verification for those three or four sorry um before you actually post it and then you know you you message all your friends and get them to post so it doesn't look like you know we're just some nobodies who want people to post uh captions for us and then you you pick a winner and then under the pretense that they'll get a Freddo and they probably won't. <laughs> or if they do, they'll have to pay like a £7 import charge. <laughs> right, thanks, Joel. Um, okay, so you guys have just got to pick the funniest caption um, from... Uh, so it's, it's, it's a still of Hubie using his uh, thermos flask as a telescope. And we've only got <laughs> one <laughs> caption here. So essentially they win by default, but I'll read it out anyway. It's from our good friends, the contrarians, who say, if he squinted, Adam could see the remains of his integrity. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's <not> quite good. <laughs> I like that. that was, was that two down votes from them, was it? That's why it didn't win. You know, some of these people <laughs> vote. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so um, yeah, that, that, that's it. Next week continues our Halloween Horror Month. And it is my pick. And um, I've picked the 2010 movie, The Crazies. Uh, yeah, most of the sound effects are working again. Right, I've picked the 2010 movie, The Crazies. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it. And I picked it because uh, I really liked it when it came out. I thought it was really, really good. And I thought, it, I, I thought, I was a bit surprised that it didn't get a lot of um, sort of uh, critical acclaim to be honest it kind of went under the radar um, I, I thought it would have been more highly regarded than it was so I'd like to you know, go back I haven't seen it in 10 years so I'd like to go back and rewatch it and see if uh, if my opinion is still the same or after years and years of dumbing my senses and tastes with terrible films like Poltergeist if maybe I don't find it as good so, uh, so yeah I, I'm, I'm going to put the crazies on trial and all of the rest of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So joining me in defense will be Joel. Uh, and uh, against us in prosecution is going to be Dave and Ozzy, which means the judge is going to be Alex. So thank you to everybody who has listened to this episode. If you liked the episode, please remember to like, share and subscribe. And why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial in as many years as possible. Check us out on Twitter at Film Trials, on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram, Films on Trial. So that is it. Hubie Halloween is a hit very surprisingly and what's more surprising <laughs> is just how long we've been fucking speaking about it <laughs> <laughs> is this like our gremlins episode that was Jeez. like an hour and a half this is like <laughs> so, so long so long for QB Halloween I can't believe it anyway right well we're going to be in your ears <laughs> next week with the crazies hopefully a much shorter episode goodbye imagine when people come to download the episode and just be like have you spent an hour and ten minutes talking about QB Halloween <laughs>